1: What's poppin', congregation? It's your girl Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess, and we're back with another installment of Scam Goddess, and I'm so very Yes, excited. I am, truly. I'm starting to scoop up all my faves from the internet and slowly trick them into coming onto the scam podcast. This is a scam in itself, and I love it so much. Today, we have a comedian, an actor, and a writer on the show. He was featured as a new face in the Just for Last Comedy Festival in 2021. He's also a writer on NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Shout out to the Wait, Wait girls, because y'all know I'll be popping up over there. And he makes hilarious content. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter at V-I-N-N underscore. <laughs> what the hell is an undersclash? V I N N underscore A Y Y congregation. Please welcome Vinny Thomas. Vinny, you are so funny. I love your viral videos. Stop. You don't have to gas like, me up like this. No, it's just the truth. Like, you know what lives rent free in my head? It's like Ku Klux Klan,
2: but bitch, it's the best buy. <laughs> With their ridiculous little outfits. What were they thinking? What Who chooses they their think? clothes?
1: Yo, if you haven't seen this viral video, um there was a protest where the chats got together and decided that they were gonna march and they're wearing khakis and blue polos. <laughs>
2: For what? Put on, put on a scary mask or something. Like, damn, what's the <laughs> point of being racist if you're not even gonna be scary about it? You look goofy.
1: Why do racists never have no drip? That's I what, don't know. Like, they don't ever got no drip. Honestly, the Ku Klux Klan outfit is the best one they ever come up with, and it's not even fire. Like, I'm saying,
2: and Lord knows you have the free time if you're doing like, all this anyway. Put together a nice outfit.
1: That's the issue. If you're a racist, ha- shout out to the racist outfit. <laughs> <laughs> You spend so much time th- hating people. You get up every day just like, ah, niggers. Like, you 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 have so much free time to be mad. Why don't you have use that free time, too, to make sure that the fits are popping when you go to the racism events? Why are you not giving fashion? That's at least, the least that we deserve.
2: And we're never going to get it. We're never going to get it. We're never ever going to get it.
1: Hell, even Donald Trump was disappointed in y'all on January 6th. He made a comment <laughs> about, he was like, I, why they look so crazy? Like... <laughs> going up to the White House. Nigga, y'all look crazy as fuck. And he was like, this is very embarrassing. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump said, could we get some hot people? Could we get some hot people desecrated in the Capitol, right? <laughs> Why only have five sixes right. <laughs> out here marching giving, the grounds?
1: It's giving solid threes. And mm. everybody's clothes are are not giving. And that's the thing. I know it must make racists mad because black people, we march for freedom, oh, we're going to have the drip. Look, Martin Luther King was in three-piece suits and penny loafers in, in a fucking Alabama heat.
2: In the South. In the South. Sweat <laughs> so like up. a
1: motherfucker, but looking good as hell in the Wiping photos. Wiping that
2: brow <laughs> off. Sweating for justice. That's how I know. Justice. That's how okay. I know the racists aren't serious.
1: They're not serious about the racism. If you're like, not
2: willing to get heat stroke for the cause, then you're not serious about the what cause. What are
1: you doing? <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm right with you on that. Uh, Vinny, I have to ask you. We always ask, what's your relationship with scams? Have you ever been scammed? Do you like them? Do you hate them? It could literally be anything. We just want to know where you are on the scam spectrum.
2: You know what, Lacey? I think it's important to recognize the small scams. Yes. the kind of daily salt of the earth kind of scams that make <laughs> this country what it is. And for me, I like I like to bring my long expired student ID with me whenever I visit places okay. just in case I get a discount because they never <laughs> check. That's my little scam. That's okay, my Vinny, little but that's also
1: because you look youthful as hell. Like, why would anybody not believe you're still a student?
2: But even if I was, I swear. Okay, so there's no expiration date on my student <laughs> ID card. But if I was
1: seven no ex- I want that.
2: Does yours not... Yours has one?
1: I don't know. I got to find it. I hope I still have one. Oh, I think they did because Pitt was not playing because we had to get them re-upped.
2: Lacey. So I think... And, and
1: why do we have to get them re-upped? This ain't the DMV. This college.
2: Lacey, you don't need the discount. Lazy, look at the shoes. Lazy sitting behind a whole rack of, like, beautiful shoes. She don't need the discount. I, I need the discount.
1: But I want it. I always want it. <laughs> if it's free, it's for me. That's my motto.
2: That's true. That's true, and that's beautiful. That's what I say every time I go to Costco before I eat a sample.
1: Right. Which, man, the pandemic really robbed us of taking away our samples, because that was such a beautiful time. We could go to Trader Joe's and have the friendliest employee you've ever met put some shit on a cracker, and then you go yeah. buy it. Man. And you know
2: what? Now I have to now I have to think twice before I eat hummus from a stranger. Ah. You know? And that's that's what I think the pandemic took from us was a sense of trust.
1: <laughs> it really did. Also, there's one thing that I want to stay from the pandemic too, actually. Oh. One, don't come to work if you're sick. Why do we ever normalize that? Why were we all... I remember saying it was like a badge of honor to be at work half near damn dead, knocking on death's doorknob. Yes, <laughs> knocking on the doorknob. <laughs> Of dead, and, and we all did it, and it was the norm. People come in and be like, "Oh, don't get too close. I'm sick, bitch. Why are you not further away from us than at your house?"
2: You That's know what's crazy It's like you go there with the mindset like my boss, my boss is gonna see me and they're gonna think I'm such a hard worker. <laughs> yep. They're gonna think I work so hard, and you take a, take a step back, please, I beg, take a step back, I beg, and look at yourself you look disgusting. Your eyes are glazed (laughs) over (laughs) snot coming out of your nose, dark circles under your eyes. But wait till my
1: boss sees me limping and wait till he sees me sneezing on his keyboard and and typing while my head on the desk.
2: (laughs) They're not going to think that you're you're a hard worker. They're going to think you look disgusting, just like (laughs) everyone else is. They're going to think, oh, that person is not appropriate for a management position because they look (laughs) like shit. That's what I would think.
1: I would too, but that's not, that wasn't the culture. That and staying far from people, like, and and white folks who listen to this podcast, y'all are the main culprits of this. Y'all love to be close (laughs) to people. You can't, don't colonize people's space at the gas station and the grocery store. You don't got to be two inches behind. I shouldn't feel your breath.
2: You know what? I'm going to say sometimes it's a little romantic. (laughs) Sometimes it's a little nice to have a little surprise like you're standing. That's also in line. a
1: consequence of the pandemic. We haven't been touched in so long that now it's like, yes, please feel me up at the Kroger. It's Kroger's. like, oh, are you
2: are you making a move? Mrs. <laughs> Roberts or whoever is standing behind me with your groceries. I'm into it. I live.
1: All right. You want a piece? Okay. So wait, I need to know, Vinny, where's the last time you used your student ID? <laughs>
2: The last time I used it was at the it's called I think it's called the Autry Museum of the West out here in Los Angeles. Oh, you're Um, in L.A.? I just moved out here, yeah.
1: Yes! Oh, I'm finna come find you. We're gonna have lunch. (laughs) We're gonna have to hang out.
2: Yeah, yeah. I moved out here a couple months ago.
1: But, okay, so, yeah, you use it at a museum. That's a good place to use your fake student ID. Because, honestly, we shouldn't pay for museums. All museums are is a bunch of shit that colonizers stole. And then they're like, look at all the shit that we stole.
2: (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna have to diverge. Because I love museums, first and foremost.
1: Come walk around and look at the shit that we stole from everybody.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like the museums that are, like science museums like nature okay. natural history museums. i live for those because
1: you but like also animals like,
2: i'm big in animals i think animals are yes. great i think animals are so interesting more interesting than most people um, people can't change colors like you know what i mean That's true. <laughs> people can't people can't have horns i don't know people yeah, are they're just not as i interesting. can't fly
1: without the aid of boeing which is getting dicey you oh, know yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah.
2: But, uh, you mentioned like I'm, I am I look young enough for the student ID. I would just like to point out that even if I was very old, like even if I was 80 <laughs> years old, I would still be using my student ID. And I, I would like, I would, I would, I would beg for people to challenge me. They'd be like, is this you? And I'd be like, yeah, you're never too old to, you know, learn. Like, how dare you? You know what I mean? I'm going to be, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a nurse. You know? The
1: issue is there's photos on student ID. So you, you would have to get it re If you're 80.
2: I'd leave it out in the sun. Let it bleach out a little bit, you know, let it, let it bleach out. Like, um, I don't know. I have a plan, Lacey, to (laughs) come here to be challenged. It would work. (laughs)
1: you going to scrape all the photo residue off with a key and then it's like yeah. it's just been a wrap I, I use it a lot
2: okay so Lacey I knows everywhere. how to make a fake ID. I love it I love it
1: <laughs> oh I had fake IDs I, I bought them from the Chinese website for all my friends we got together and bought them they worked for two days and then the girls got hip to the uh, <laughs> defect in the ID and then after that I just started using a friend's real ID and she gave me her student ID shout out to racism because we look nothing alike See? and I would flare my nostrils when i gave people the id because her nose was bigger than mine so i'd be like hello <laughs> and they'd be like yep matches up black and black here you go welcome to the club
2: <laughs> see i'd sometimes use my brothers um because he's he's but he's bigger and taller than me so what i do he had, he got a thicker neck so i'd like how <laughs> <laughs> you make your
1: neck thick real fast you gotta
2: tuck <laughs> <laughs> it in like that a little bit You <laughs> make it a little thicker
1: why were we both doing this?
2: <laughs> I don't know. And it didn't make sense. Because if they looked at the height even a little bit, they'd be like, you're not 6'4". You're but some people, but men love to lie
1: about their height. Like, there's never been a man who was 5'9". It's a fake height on dating
2: websites. <laughs> I like... wouldn't get away with 6'4". I wouldn't buy it. No, no I wouldn't
1: buy <laughs> it. But every man on a dating website who says they 5'9", I'm like, you're 5'7". Stop lying to the community. I've never met a man who was 5'9". And it's you a know fake what? height.
2: Just be 5'7". I'm 5'7". <laughs> yes. I don't know if it's easier in the homosexual community (laughs) to be 5'7", but it's easy for me. (laughs)
1: It is. I think it's a little easier because the the straight boys, they want to be tall and they don't care if they're not tall, they're going to lie about it and... It is what it is. <laughs> Love it, though. Love this for you. Let's get to our first segment here. What's hot and fried? This is where we warn our listeners about popping scams on the street, and more often than not, we get a letter from you guys. As always, snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure your scam is retired, because we don't want a what? Yes, fuck up your bag. Amen, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I need a fake name for this person. We don't care about gender on this podcast. Vinny, can you give me a fake name?
2: Ooh. Cornelius. Oh,
1: Cornelius.
2: Uh, Cornelius, Stew. No, that is that. Not is Cornelius
1: Stew. Okay,
2: it's got to be something else. We're Cornelius gonna do...
1: Stu hosts the reboot <laughs> of Soul Train. Since we rebooting everything, bring back Soul Train. I want to see people just dancing.
2: Yes, but there's there's no substance. It is truly just dancing twenty four seven.
1: Yes, and I loved that. I loved that they yeah. were like, "What if we had a TV show where it was just dancing?" No, that's it. Not choreographed. Just people coming up and doing whatever they feel for 30 minutes. So Cornelius is the fake name you gave me
2: for. Yeah, should I do better? I think I could do better.
1: No, I like Cornelius. We're sticking with the first one. I like it. Don't judge yourself. It's It's okay.
2: It's just fine. (laughs) Let's do it.
1: Cornelia says, Hello, Lacey. I'm a new listener. Wanted to share my retired scam. Okay, welcome to the congregation, Cornelius. We love a new scam. I went to a conservative religious school for college, the ultimate scam as a queer woman, and worked filling up the vending machines on campus for six months. One of the perks of the job was we could take food that was close to expiring and eat it for free. That was nice for getting sandwiches and milk, but the good (laughs) chips and candy never expired because our food is insane. After working there for a while, I started taking whatever I wanted out of the machines. I know that's right. You started with like, (laughs) oh, it's about to be expired. So this is how we... Then she was like, bitch, I'm taking all of these. (laughs) Give me these damn Doritos. So, she said I could mark in the system that a bag of chips had been popped, so it needed to be removed. Never mind that I popped it. Stuff like that.
2: <laughs> never mind that I popped it. Not Don't worry never about mind, that, sweetheart. Don't
1: worry <laughs> about that. Yeah, the chips. I, no, I had to mark them as eight because they they got eight. So yeah, uh, yeah,
2: it was popped. What happened was <laughs> I just I surprised it and it burst <laughs> in a room and it just popped. I don't know what's going on. Someone made a loud noise.
1: It's crazy. And so then when it popped, I was like, "Well, you know, waste not, want not." And then I had it fell into my mouth. Amen. I love a small college scam that's just about food because we were all scamming so much. I've never been hungrier than when I went to college.
2: So I was just gonna say it's wild. So you pop the chip bags and no one notices. There's just so many chips at this college, no well, one notices.
1: Cornelius is filling up the vending machines. So oh, when you okay, see but... Cornelius, you're not thinking, I hope that vending machine person ain't stealing. Like, you're not worried about that. So yeah. Cornelius was just like, everything gonna get popped and open. Yeah, that, four sprites got popped when I was putting them in <laughs> the vending machine.
2: Okay, gotcha. Makes sense. And several packs
1: of Trident all had got popped. And um yeah, so they just steal it. And I love this. So that was nice, but then I got bolder. I love that you keep ramping up because it was like, oh, expiration date. I'm gonna take yeah. these. Oh, I'm gonna just start popping them myself. Okay, what are we doing now? <laughs> oh no! So then I got bolder and started stealing money from the machines.
2: <laughs> <gasps> no, <laughs> Does no one check on vending machines? I feel like someone would crunch the numbers. Maybe I, feel, I just haven't thought about this.
1: I feel like a vending machine is an excellent hustle because the money is always going to be dependent on... Like, okay, if the whole vending machine sold out at once, then, yeah, you can have an accurate count of like, okay, this many chips sold, this many whatever So based on yeah. the money that we have. But... I've I've never seen a completely empty vending machine. When they get low, they start sprucing it up. So (laughs) I feel like... You know what? that money's variable.
2: Yeah, and this must be one of the older vending machines cuz if you've seen those the the like new futuristic ones where you select the snack and like the little thing goes up and grabs oh, it and yeah. pulls it down. I
1: don't those like that. I feel
2: like you keep neither do I because there's no opportunity there to take advantage of the system in place.
1: Yeah, I don't want a vending machine that I can't shake and make something fall out or I can't stick <laughs> my hand up the bottom and and start finagling and, and, and grab something.
2: Oh my gosh, I don't even know how people do that. I- well, I no you can't anymore
1: because now they set it up to where if you put your hand up, it it, it closes.
2: It's a lot of this. Why It's just like I don't know. It just feels like you know how they try to keep bears out of trash cans. <laughs> like they do the <laughs> same thing with vending machines for people <laughs> with trying to sneak in.
1: People, because I, like I was plat. people, I was people, <laughs> and they were right to figure me out. So now. Cordelia used to start stealing the coins from the machine. <laughs> this was also super easy since there's a million reasons why the amount taken in the machine wouldn't match the amount sold, like we were saying, like just because of the variable nature of vending machines. Literally, the job just had us take the money out, count it, and then enter the money that we counted into the system. I didn't want to get too greedy, so I only took from machines where the open door of the machine blocked like, the view from me and the security camera. So she was like, I don't want to get too greedy. It sounds like you were still getting greedy. I, you just didn't want to get too I thought that was caught. going
2: in a different direction, yeah. I, I thought it was going to be like, I, I didn't want to get too greedy, so I took less. Instead, right. it was, <laughs> I didn't want to appear as greedy, and so I hid <laughs> from the cameras, which I think is what you meant to say.
1: <laughs> not Cornelius, not too sure. Cornelius, you want to didn't look greedy. Also, Cornelius, I love the slow roll into this scam. You were like, okay, so I was in college, you know, and it was very religious and Catholic, and I'm gay. So shout out to the gays. (laughs) I was marginalized. Also, I was hungry, so I ate expired snacks. Also, I stole snacks. Also, I stole the money. (laughs)
2: Yeah, it just keeps going because at first what is it? I'm I'm a starving homosexual and every now and <laughs> then and every now and then I stole a Frito. Which and makes sense. I was on board. Yeah. It's something I would do. My God. It but then you you go in a whole different direction. Activism. Which is, starving yes.
1: homosexual. I'm like, yes, feed the homosexuals. Yes. And then it goes into okay, then I started stealing, but I didn't want to be too greedy, so then I stole where there was no cameras. What? That's <laughs> You scamming me with this letter, Cornelius. <laughs> So then Cornelius was like, I'm hiding from the security cameras. So Cornelius says, I only took small amounts, usually just a few dollars at a time. I did this for a couple months before I quit the job, but I probably took between $100 and $200 in cash. In addition to the stolen food, there was no oversight for the data tracking, the money and the food. They just believed whatever the machine told them, which is whatever I told them. And that's that's their mistake.
2: That's their mistake. (laughs)
1: I know that's right. And Cornelius says at the end of this, I should have taken more. (laughs) It was just a (laughs) school scam me out of six years of tuition. Six? Cornelius.
2: Maybe Cornelius, stop it. Unfurl that brow, Lacey. What if Cornelius is a doctor? Or what if Cornelius was just finding their way? Or what if Cornelius is a, um, what's another major? That takes a it long don't time? say
1: no PhD on here in the sign off. And I feel like when doctors get become doctors, they got to tell everybody all the time.
2: You don't know. A doctor could be a doctor of astrology, doctor of ethnomusicology. <laughs>
1: astrology? <laughs> Not even astronomy. Astrology? They're the a doctor well, of the zodiac.
2: <laughs> it's only six years. <laughs> I don't know what you want here.
1: Right, I'm confused as to how you were there for six years, but uh, at the end, Cornelius says it's been a few years, and I still get a lot of joy out of the memory of taking what I did from the institution. I know that's right.
2: Yeah, and Thinking by institution, we're assuming Cornelius did this on behalf of the college, right? Like the college owns the vending machines, <laughs> because in my mind, it might be like some little old couple that owns a couple vending machines that are on the campus.
1: Yo, low key, I, I, I. A lot of people will buy vending machines for their businesses from other people, obviously. Yeah. And then they get a cut. It's a whole thing. So I am interested is like, were you completely just robbing the college or was there a mom and pop's vendor? At the end of this. (laughs) Granny Granny Jackson's vending machines and and you robbing Granny Jackson.
2: Did Cornelius not attach a business flow chart to this?
1: (laughs) Nope just what they reported. That's we all need we going to visuals.
2: Get. We, need, we need visuals of the theft. We need it in charts, graphs. Um, Cornel- Cornelia
1: said, all y'all getting are the facts that I'm giving you, which is exactly what they did to the school. All y'all going to know about is the money that I said I counted and the snacks that I said popped and, and disappeared. I,
2: I got to <laughs> know what Major Cornelius is. I have to know Cornelius Major.
1: I do too, just because why six years? <laughs>
2: I mean, a lot of, uh, how long did it take? I think it took me five or six years to graduate. I went to a state school. I went to a commuter college.
1: Wait, okay. Okay, maybe because of, were you taking less credits or something?
2: Yeah, I was taking less credits. I I was meandering a little bit. We don't have to get into it, Lacey. You know what I mean? Okay, I was just, we don't. That's I was lost. Business. What was going on? I don't know, it took me a little while to figure out what I wanted to do, get a degree I
1: actually in. really admire people who go to college and meander or who drop out of college. As a scammer, I love a <laughs> dropout story because college is a scam.
2: It's wild.
1: I was just trying to get out that bitch as fast as possible because I was on scholarship and I was like, y'all ain't gonna take these coins. Like, yes, I'm going And I stole a semester of free college from the University of Pittsburgh. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to y'all. I was on scholarship, but the way they do the scholarship is like, you get it for the amount of semesters that it takes to complete a four-year degree. So you get it for eight semesters. But I snuck in a ninth semester and did a study abroad, and they paid for that too. And I was like, thank (gasps) you so much. Where?
2: Where was the abroad
0: at?
1: Uh, The abroad was in London. I lived in London for three months. But I remember being like... Oh no, I'ma just graduate early so y'all can move my scholarship money to this um summer. <laughs> and then I was like, actually, um, I'ma stay for the full time so y'all can move the money back to the semester. And it was like the, you spent it on the summer. Ah just move it back.
2: No one has to know. And Don't make a back. big deal out of it. Yes. Yeah,
1: why are you tripping? Just move it back. Like we're just moving stuff around. I thought you were cool. <laughs> I thought you were cool, college. What's
2: up? <laughs>
1: All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be right back with my favorite part of the show, Historic Hoodwinks. Scams! I love Fashion, okay, but well, we all know buying the latest and the greatest constantly is a little bit of a scam to the planet. Which is why I love Newly. It's a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Sometimes you put something on the gram and you'd be like, "Oh well, it's dead now." Well, with Newly, you can keep having fresh fits, and you're helping the planet. Try out trending styles, colors, silhouettes, and then you can send it back for something new okay come on newly for just 98 dollars a month you get your choice of any six styles each month access to thousands of styles for more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing i know that's right it's fast free shipping and returns with professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility Plus the option to buy whatever you love, which I love that because sometimes I put on a piece and I'm like, it's mine's now. So you can buy it from Newly. I love using Newly because the free shipping, it's really quick, and the pieces are really nice quality. Also, I love that the orders, like when I got mine, it was shipped in a recyclable, reusable tote. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of newly when you sign up with the code goddess. 20. Just go to N-U-L-L-Y dot com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code goddess20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code goddess20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? like white cream, are you kidding me? It's giving rich, okay? Quince is that girl. Y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time. Get into it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns. com slash goddess. and we are back and it's time for historic hoodwinks this is where i am going to regale vinnie with a famous con caper group of criminals we'll see we'll get his opinions all throughout maybe we love him maybe we hate him i just want to say up top i have researched cryptocurrency so much in the past year, I have a friend who created a cryptocurrency and has, like, a app and stuff. I've talked to him ad nauseum, and I still don't quite understand. And that's how I know it's a scam. I just think anything that when people explain it to you, they can't use any lamest terms. I think... When people start talking about crypto, they always get very excited and the gesticulation starts to just be broad and flailing. I just feel like it's a lot of smoke and mirrors.
2: It's tricky for me because you can't cryptocurrencies by its very by its very nature uh, hidden, cryptic. you know, cryptic, if you will. That's Much why like they a chose cryptid. the name. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so it's just tricky. You can't you can't necessarily visualize it. And so... You can't
1: see it at all.
2: You can't see it's it at like all. It's like a tornado. Which is wild because you can't, most of the time, see real money at all, half the time, you know? Right. Even if you have it, you don't necessarily... It's not in a little stack in front of you. God, I wish it was, but it's not. It's just numbers somewhere in the account. We need
1: to all go back to straight cash under our mattresses.
2: I wish we... we Well, I would say, Lacey, we, we go even further back than that. I'd say we <laughs> go back to, to everyone has, like, a, like, one gold coin and they can buy... <laughs> <laughs> and they could buy a million things with it you know or like doubloons oh my fucking. god
1: I literally just thought the word doubloons you like right out of my head like we just everybody we're going back to pirate money
2: we're doubloon we're, girls, we're doubloon girls <laughs> okay
1: if I can't Scrooge McDuckett if I can't walk into a room and jump into a pile of very painful coins because that's the only thing that fucked me up about Scrooge is he would jump into them <laughs> coins and I was like that, they they're dense. You it wouldn't be like a pool. Yeah, it would hurt. hurt.
2: It would hurt <laughs> him real. It would hurt him real, real bad. And um and he would have deserved it, especially because he's elderly, so you got the bone density issues. On top of that, he's a bird, (laughs) so the bones are already hollow. They got a honeycomb-like structure on the inside.
1: (laughs) Vinny knows his animals. Vinny, I I was going to say earlier, because I know you love animals and you do fun animal videos and stuff and commentary. I always think about like reincarnation because I subscribe (laughs) to most religions because I'm about that gambling life. You don't want to choose. Everyone was like, I'm Christian, so but I'm Christian because... I was like, oh, if I was Jewish, then I could I wouldn't be able to be like, "Oh, Jesus, you was also that girl." You know? <laughs> but I feel like I'm Gucci if I go up to heaven and Jesus really wasn't that girl and was just a wise scammer. I could still be like, oh, I was with you, God. Like, it was praise God, number one. So I would still be covered. And then I believe in <laughs> reincarnation. So I'm like, what animal would I come back as? And I look at animals and I'm like, what's the good animals to come back as? I feel like if you're a fucked up person in the world, you come back as a roach.
2: Oh, I think I think the <laughs> worst animal, I think roaches have it. To be honest with you, they have a real, I they hate roaches. They live the
1: longest.
2: They, they have a real. Well as far as like lifestyles go. (laughs) They eat garbage, they fucking each other, they having kids, but they don't bother to raise them, and then they just live their lives. (laughs) Um I I would hate to come back.
1: Maybe I want to come
2: back as a roach. I don't know. Let me tell you, roaches, roaches kinda got it made. You they don't, don't
1: raise their kids at all. you right. Like kangaroos got a whole pouch for their baby. Uh, penguins, the male penguin got to sit on the baby and, and, and keep it warm and hot while the women are gone. But roaches just be like, oh, we had baby. Like they're all future.
2: And on top of that, you get to eat a lot of the same foods you eat now. You know what I mean? Like if someone <laughs> leaves your favorite dish out, you could nibble on that. I would hate to come back as a um as a as a male elephant seal. I think elephant That's seals. So specific. They live the worst lives. They just, no. they go up on beaches and they fight each other and half the time they're <laughs> crushing babies and they're just like bloody messes and they can't walk on land. I would just hate to be an elephant seal. I but would I hate But I feel
1: like it. there's a personality for that, a human personality of people who just like to fight, who would oh. love to come back as elephant seals because they're like, oh, we throwing hands all day on the beach. Yeah, it's sunny out, it's warm, <laughs> and I'm doing my favorite activity, boxing. And you know what?
2: They can have it. <laughs> but boxing without hands. They just flopping into each other. Wild shit. Wild.
1: Honestly takes more skill. Uh <laughs> proud of them.
2: Lacey says been there, done that. <laughs>
1: Yo, but so cryptocurrency today, (laughs) how do we, you all know the tangents. So uh, up top, I'm going to say a lot of the story came from the Netflix documentary Crypto King, which I highly recommend. Get into it. It's a fun ride. Um, And Nathaniel Rich's Vanity Fair article, Ponzi schemes, private yachts, and missing 250 in crypto. And by 250, we talk about million. The Strange Tale of Quadriga. So, look up those articles, get into that Netflix doc, get on your Netflix and chill shit, and that means that you probably will see 30 minutes of the doc and then you're going to be clapping cheeks, but... <laughs> 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 it's nice background music to sing, so <laughs> it's also very interesting. That's good
2: background music is ominous, <laughs> an ominous score in the background. I love that. Just the sound of a cello strumming itself.
1: Right, like, mmm. Rock hard, immediately. It is a very ominous documentary. They do keep the omini up. (laughs) (laughs) The whole time. There's a guy in a, a a robot animal hat that has his voice altered so you can't figure out who he is. Oh, I like, love
2: that. I love when yeah. they don't just blur it, when they go the extra mile.
1: I would do that, too. Personally, I don't trust any production company enough to blur my face or put me in the dark. I would show up in a ski mask. They'd be like, do you want to ta- mm
2: very that yes.
1: Say, Mm-mm, I'm gonna have it on. No, I'm going to the bathroom with it on too. Like y'all not gonna get me.
2: <laughs> I'd show up white face, head to toe. Who <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't recognize me?
1: So, Bitcoin was born in 2009 and has since taken on a mythic status as a miracle currency, exploding in value and making people rich. It offered freedom from banks and money tracking, which attracted most of its users. But one Canadian man named Jerry Cotton saw it as an opportunity to get rich. It definitely, Bitcoin is for the scammers. um, But also, I feel like cryptocurrency is... The new Wall Street. And what happened was, is because boomers won't retire and because they've saturated our markets, Wall Street is just make pretend money too. The stocks rising and going down is all based on vibes. Peloton dropped (laughs) 13% after Mr. Big died on a Peloton in a fictional television show. Doesn't
2: that blow your mind? Isn't that crazy? None of it is real. It's
1: Th- not real. But I think that because that market is so saturated, the crypto bros were like, "Well, how can we also do the white man thing and make all the money without this because this is too busy?" Like Wall Street's too busy. There's too many girls on the Nasdaq, on the stock exchange. They <laughs> <laughs> like it's too busy. So that they were like, "We're going to make our own coins."
2: <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: And we're going to give them value, and we're going <laughs> to trade them, and it will never quite fully be able to explain how it works or how it makes money, and that'll be our scam.
2: Crypto. My whole thing is, like, why, why did it have to be crypto? If we're just making currency out of anything, why couldn't it have been something else, you know? Why does it still have to be pretend? Like
1: what?
2: <laughs> like Girl, what like Ticonderoga pencils? Like you know, like it, it could have been anything. Beanie Babies,
1: right? It used to be Beanie Babies, yeah, like, exactly. Beanie Babies was the first crypto, in my opinion. Like no one knew why they were valued so high. They made Scatter City. They raised the price. Wouldn't
2: you love opening up your wallet and just pulling out like a little Beanie Baby to pay for something?
1: <laughs> that would actually be pretty tight. I go to Incredible. Starbucks and I, I give them a Beanie Baby for my <laughs> for my caramel macchiato. <laughs> I would love that for us. Truly. So the Bitcoin block was created January 3rd, 2009. It gained economic value May 22nd, 2010, when a Floridian man paid someone in England 10,000 Bitcoins to order him two pizzas from Papa John's. Oh, not Papa John's pizza.
2: (laughs) Nope. I don't care what everyone says. That dipping sauce. This is one of my most controversial opinions. Because people love that nasty butter garlic sauce. It's
1: nasty. I think
2: it's revolting. It hardly tastes like garlic. It's nasty. It's oily. It's sick. And you're sick for enjoying it.
1: And their pizza's too sweet. I don't want no sugary-ass marinara.
2: If it's dessert, then call it dessert. Right. But don't sit here and piss on me and tell me it's raining. Because that is not (laughs) pizza.
1: It's not. How you gonna give me a meat cookie? Uh, uh, Like, no. (laughs) I hate it here.
2: I love it. Meat cookie is what I call my pussy.
1: <laughs>
2: Just so everyone yes. knows.
1: But also, like, I'm not buying nothing from a, a nigga who's sweaty in, in full AC. Papa from Papa John's <laughs> was constantly sweaty. And, there, and it made no sense.
2: <laughs> Let me tell so Papa John's always... Papa. We're talking about the man, right? Papa yeah. John's... Because he <laughs> always looked like Papa he was John. up to no good. Papa John, Big Daddy Jonathan, never looked like he was up to... Anything holds anything good. It's a bad man.
1: He looked like he was constantly running from people. He looked like he wasn't in witness protection, but he should be.
2: (laughs) It truly looked like, every time you see him, it looks like he just buttoned his shirt up. Right. You know? Like, he just buttoned his shirt up and walked out of a room. And you're like, what the fuck is going on What is going on?
1: Why do you look like this? That was That's definitely uh, Daddy John's energy. It was like, why and how? <laughs> so the pizza cost $25, which set the price of Bitcoin at a quarter of a penny. Today, those pizzas would be worth $433 million. So if someone bought it with 10,000 Bitcoin, that was like the equivalent of $25 at the time, mm. Right. But it gave the image of, like, look, we're exchanging Bitcoin, this made-up thing, for tangible things like sweet-ass pizza and nasty-ass <laughs> dipping sauce from a sweaty man's company. Yes. So, it established it as a barter tool, and then the price just kept going up. So, by 2013, the price of a Bitcoin had risen to $266. However, exchanges were limited and difficult to navigate, particularly in Canada, which is where... This- scam happened. So, 70% of the global Bitcoin trade was conducted through MT Gox, Mountain Gox, a Tokyo-based exchange, which had to be funded by sending a bank wire to Japan. But Jerry Uh -uh. had a solution. Jerry was like, oh, we we all don't want to keep sending our money to Japan, right? Like, we all don't want (laughs) to keep wiring. Wait a minute. I got something for the girls. I'm going to make it more accessible for the Canadian girls. I also felt like the establishing shots and information in the documentary to me was really showing that Canada, we love Canada. We joke about moving to Canada all the time because the people are nice and oh, oh, and you know.
2: I'm sorry. Could you do that one more time? Let <laughs> me hear that again. What are they like?
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah. Right on. <laughs> just sorry.
1: Like sorry. How do they ha- They say oh weird? Sorry. Like sorry. Sorry. Open. <laughs> I know the Canadians are mad. Not a little Swedish
2: lady. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: like, I'm from Canada. Like, I cannot do a Canadian accent. Um, But, you know, the girls in Canada are a little bit beta. Like, America's their very aggressive, ratchet-ass cousin. And shit is bad over here, but we're very elitist about it. Like... I remember thinking America was a superpower and the best country in the world until I stole that, that scholarship and went to London. And I remember taking my American coins over there and to the exchange, and I gave them my American coins, my freedom francs, and <laughs> uh...
2: <laughs> your freedom Franks. Lacy brought six hot dogs with her to London.
1: When I tell you, I put my little stacks on the table like ew, like run me back my pounds. And I feel like it was like change that they gave me. It was like ding, 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 ding. and I was like, wait, why this money jingling? Why wait, wait, I gave you American. <laughs> I gave you American dollars. I said, Yeah, your money weak. <laughs> I was like, Oh.
2: It is, it's oh. gone down.
1: Oh, my money weak? But in Canada, nobody thinks of Canada as that money girl. We don't think of Canada as that entertainment girl. <laughs>
2: She's cooking just... this country up. You're cooking it up.
1: <laughs> Canada is just that nice girl that we're like, y'all are so nice. <laughs> y'all health care is so good because y'all are so nice and sweet. <laughs> y'all money, what's it? The Maplewoods? What's, what's Canadian the maple money? Wood,
2: yeah. What are y'all trading? <laughs> little moose, moose, the, mooses, The little
1: mooses. <laughs> little meese. mooses. The mooses. <laughs> what are y'all trading over there? We're very disrespectful to Canada when it comes So They do,
2: in our defense, in our defense, I don't know if you get letters, but before you get any letters, <laughs> Canada does have a maple syrup vault where they store all of their surplus maple syrup because it is so important to their economy. So when we joke about they, they trade maple leaves, <laughs> they kind of do. They
1: really do. <laughs> That's their crypto. So that their was crypto. their crypto at the time was just the maple syrup. It, <laughs> <laughs> eh, Maple, eh? I can't you do got- it.
2: You oh, got to so- stop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But it's like please no more but i'm serious stop <laughs> so you know that was their crypto was they love maple seeds and and whatnot right Hell so yeah. the establishing shots of this documentary really kind of gave me an insight to the vibe of like canada wanting to be like we want to be one of the rich girls or we want to be one of the superpowers so this is also why the scam worked too is because the canadian girls haven't been a part of the money moves community like the rest of the country yes
2: <laughs> i think even though crypto is kind of less understood even by people who don't like i don't understand it super well i don't think most people do i don't but think there anybody is, does but there's a general consensus that it is something that's going to be a big part of the future <laughs> right like I, I feel like everyone agrees with that it's
1: very much something <laughs>
2: it's something something is there it's
1: something we don't know and it's know gonna what. be around
2: i can't <laughs> put my finger on it <laughs>
1: But but it's gonna be good.
2: But it's gonna be big.
1: Maybe. So the rise of Quadriga. Jerry Cotton grew up in Toronto in a suburb with his parents who owned an antique store. So if your parents own an antique store, it's giving rich because that's not a store that just makes money like that. Nobody's like, oh, the antique store booming this week. Like that's a that's a shop in a quaint town that people I thumb have. thumb Can around.
2: We- Can we go off on an antique tangent? Are we we allowed to? First of all, I've never been in an antique store and thought, damn, it looks and smells good in here. No. (laughs) First of all, it always, it's dusty, Dusty. dirty, musty, busted. (laughs) Crusty. So like, crusty. And second of all, if your parents run an antique store and you're a single white male, the first thought that pops into my head is, oh, he's a serial killer. And I don't know why, but like, (laughs) that's what it is.
1: He does murders on the side as He's a a murderer.
2: It's a murderer thing.
1: Yeah, it is. You own a deep freezer and you own an antique store and you yeah. do murders. That makes you know, sense that's to me.
2: Because you have all those cabinets. Like, what are you putting in those? It's exactly. suspicious to me.
1: And why you like old stuff? Like,
2: <laughs> Thank you.
1: People do love to antique. But for me, I always think there's a weird element to it. Because when you want like old spoons from the slavery time, it's like, why do you want these slavery spoons? So you can be like, hmm. <laughs>
2: why I'm about I'm about to go to an antique store and say where do y'all keep the antebellum <laughs> spoons <laughs> where do y'all keep where do y'all keep the the slave memorabilia <laughs> I, I want to eat soup
1: I will say one of my good friends Kristen she had a plant in her house that was a cotton plant and she's black and I was like damn this is kind of crazy i would never seen a cotton plant like this she was like yeah I got it because you know we used to pick it and now I just can have it in my house <laughs> I was
2: <laughs> as, as the display plant, c- cotton you is an ugly me plant.
1: anymore, cotton? <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, I <Out> own you <laughs> I would love it it's like you forced the, the cotton to watch you pick other things <laughs> like it's a payback
1: I feel like her generational trauma must be deeper than mine like you know they say it's passed through your DNA it must be deeper cause she was like I got it in my house cause cotton needs to know it's my bitch now the fabric of our lives nigga. like <laughs> fabric of so, our lives so he grew up at the antique store. <clears throat> and, uh, he was a very nerdy kid. He was kind and goofy. I don't know who described him as that, but that's his description. Uh, and he graduated school with a business degree. Uh, no. so we have a video right here where Jerry is trying to beat the world record of the fastest speed on an elliptical. So we're gonna look at Jerry on an elliptical.
2: <laughs> no. No. <laughs>
1: Okay, this this is is very goof. Wait. Lacey. (laughs) Y'all gave this man your money? This man? Oh, my God. Turn it off. Oh, my God.
2: Lacey. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, let's talk about how this man is built like a house spider. Ah. First and foremost, this man is, he's, (laughs) <laughs> the one's with
1: the long legs that be in the corner that yes. don't bother to kill cuz you like what man, is this bitch going to do? man He
2: is he is built like a cellar spider. He's got <laughs> he's got a head and a body with nothing in the middle just like a spider. And then long 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 limbs. And he's running on this elliptical and he looks like a he looks like an he looks like an Aesop's fable. <laughs> looks-
1: Yo, his le- his arms are so long. Yeah. I feel like he could reach over his shoulder and he could scratch the bottom of his back. Like, I feel like he might be able to reach his crank Lacy. for reaching I know over. you've
2: seen... Have you seen the videos of Gibbons where they lift their arms yes. up like this? <laughs> They'd be running like
1: this. It's Gibbon giving, Gibbon.
2: Giving. It's, it's giving
1: Gibbon. Right. <laughs> uh, like, this is the man you want to call. Is this him too? Yep. If you need something off a high shelf, my guy, he's the one. No, so, no, no, He has the face, that kind of cheruby, big cheek. He looks nerdy, kind of looks like uh, uh yeah, he looks, Mark Zuckerberg. He looks like-
2: to me, he looks like um like um uh, like a little like a, a lab mouse. Like a white lab mouse.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so accurate. He like looks like Stuart Little. He looks like a guy in tech. Like his whole vibe is giving, I'm a nerdy tech guy who would get you rich. Like I would look at him and be like, yes, I would give him my money for investments because he looks like a nerd who is, you know, making yeah. coins.
2: And I will say he looks like a nerd, but in this picture, he has the first two buttons of his shirt unbuttoned. Oh,
1: yeah, he's giving a little taco meat. So I love he's taco a nerd. Oh, I love a taco meat moment. I love that. Don't men zoom the meat. Marina! Marina, why looks... are you zooming in on the taco
2: meat? I love you, but. He's I zooming in on the meat. It. I like it he's, like, a nerd, but he also, like, he's also, like, I've definitely had sex. You know? Like, he just, he wants you to know that he's He's been there. He's
1: like, someone, someone has sex with me. Don't you worry about that. (laughs) And if, I just realized, I didn't explain what taco meat is. Taco meat is what I call chest hair. So, that's... the taco the
2: for me is that, like, taco meat I normally associate with black people's chest hair or yeah. occasionally some people's chest hair because it curls up like yes. that. This man, his <laughs> chest hair <laughs> <there laughs> straight. So I just don't know what kind of tacos Lazy be eating that's <laughs> just nasty.
1: Okay, it's, it's giving carnitas, That
2: <laughs> <laughs> is it's giving barbacoa. All right. <laughs>
1: it's Pour, uh, a pulled pork moment on the chest. You're right. It's not quite taco meat. It's pulled pork. It's, it's slow cooker meat where it breaks up. It's, you're right. But still giving. So delicious. And so... In the few years after graduating in 2010, he got into crypto, joined various communities and meetups in Vancouver. He grew his knowledge base connections. And in November 2003, Jerry and a business partner, Michael Patrin, created the Quadruga Coin Exchange, named for the four-house-drawn Roman chariot, Quadriga or Quadriga CX. So Quadriga quickly became Canada's dominant, fast, and cheap Bitcoin marketplace, growing to trade $1 billion annually. So they didn't have a platform to trade. Back in the day, if you wanted some Bitcoin, you just had to send it to the random person in Japan. Mm. um, Because the thing about Bitcoin is, it's like no one knows who created it to this day. Mm -hmm. It's like very much an internet thing. But people trust in crypto because of Bitcoin, because the Japanese dude who made it, he didn't dip out he didn't steal anybody's coins everyone got to make a coin so everyone thought like oh this is a legitimate form of business but then it got to the point where people were like we're not trying to wire money to japan i gotta go to a western union and get involved in crypto or whatever like so he has now this online exchange platform that's easy to use that people can get in on crypto and get a coin so that's what he's done
2: and the currency is called quadriga
1: the platform's called Quadrica, which I also love because it sounds like a black girl name. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, go ahead. No, Quadrica gonna get you your coins, okay? <laughs> I, I just wish a brush for Quadrica. We had a good time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Something about Quadrica is she's rich.
1: Right, she's rich. She's wealthy. She's wealthy. Things turned in 2018 when Bitcoin crashed. Users were spooked and moved to make withdrawals from the platform, further investigating Quadrica's money troubles as Bitcoin lost value. So on Quadrica, the girls, the Bitcoin was up and it was stuck for a little bit. And then it crashed. And what is the scam of uh, Quadrica's website is that Jerry was using people's investments To essentially gamble on the crypto market, buying other coins, taking their money, and spending it all. So while you think, it's like if we had a bank account, and we all have crypto. Because when you look at your money in your bank account, that's crypto. And you look at your bank account, you got all these coins in it. And every night we go to bed knowing what our bank account has in it, or maybe not if you Cardi B. But can you imagine if those numbers were just made up? Like, if you thought you were making money or you had coins to trade and, and and investments that you could either divest from and make the coins or whatever, and then you realize it's all fake?
2: Uh, I can't imagine that. And also, <laughs> I won't. It's scary, and I don't like it.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine going to the ATM and it was like, oh, those numbers you saw in your account? Oh, those are just vibes. Well, you yeah. actually can't pull that out in cash. We You're actually cash? have been—we've
2: been investing that in other things, <laughs> you know? Um, Which is what banks there.
1: do, Low-key, this man was just like, I'm going to just try to be a bank. Because that's what banks do. We They give our money for home loans. They give our money for all types of shit.
2: And isn't this what, like, precipitated the big stock market crash? Like, in the, you know, back in the day? Well,
1: yeah. It's like, but that was in 2008. And that was when the... Oh, I mean,
2: earlier than this. I mean, the big one. I mean, I'm talking Great Depression. Because wasn't it, like, speculative? It was the same thing. People going out... It's wild. That's and when it always it
1: happens. When we start to get into prosperity mode and we start doing wild shit. And that's, that's economics 101. I took economics. I have a business degree. Like, that's the <laughs> tulip <laughs> bubble. Back when tulips were the beady babies and, and their price was all the way up. and okay, Dutch. And that bubble popped. And every bubble pops, just like the housing market popped in 2008. Yeah it's the cyclical nature of economics so the boom and then the bust so the bust in 2018 when it crashed everyone was like wait we want to sell our coins cuz bitcoin's going down i want to make my profit right and then it, jerry was like oh y'all want y'all want try money <laughs> that's crazy y'all want your money today oh that's wild
2: i oh, can't that's believe crazy. that let me go get it i got the money in the oven yeah, at hold home on, let me hold go on. <laughs> In the oven Hold on, let
1: me go. So, users were spooked. So, they're trying to make withdrawals from the platform, and that further instigated people looking into Quadriga's money is troubles, as the coin lost value. One user tried to withdraw $400,000, his entire life savings, but with the withdrawal, it could not be processed. It was not processed, because that money was not there. Also... Life savings. I've said this before on the podcast. If you have a savings and you call it your life savings, why would you ever put all of it in one thing?
2: Why would you ever, like, invest all of it, point blank, period?
1: Life savings? I don't know. Life?
2: It's it's your whole life.
1: <laughs> I'm not giving up all my money for nothing. no. And I don't no, think no. anybody should.
2: Especially not to someone who tried to... To
1: try to beat a Guinness World Record on a goddamn elliptical. I ain't giving you my all life On an elliptical, savings. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a journalist who had emailed Jerry uh, was told the bank had frozen all of Quadriga's money because banks don't trust crypto exchanges, which is a very plausible excuse. So Jerry was like, oh, I got y'all money, but it's actually on ice. It's all very cold and frozen right now because the banks don't want to give us the money, girl. But it's there. Mm-hmm.
2: But it's on the rocks. The first step to a good scam is foisting the blame upon (laughs) someone else. mm -hmm. First, you foment confusion, and then you foster blame. Those are the first two Fs. Uh, Everybody write that down. Write the book. foster.
1: Foment and foster. So he even offered to help reach out to the users that had contacted the journalists. But on January 2018, to almost the shock of everyone, it was announced that Gary Cotton was dead at the age of 30.
2: And we don't buy it.
1: So, I know we, we I, I don't want the receipt. I'm not putting in my chip on the card reader. I'm not punching in my pen. I'm not buying it.
2: No, how you he, all of
1: a sudden gonna be dead
2: uh-uh, when people want their money back? Not not he died. No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> Y'all can't see Vinny, but he's crossing his hands
2: across <laughs> his chest. Not he died. He's alive. There's how no you, way.
1: How you gonna leave the world when everybody owe you money? That's when you leave?
2: It's too convenient for me. No, just, no, 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 no. Uh, 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 uh. And clearly, he had a lot to live for.
1: <laughs> He's talking to the journalists. Talk about, yo, that's crazy. People ask you for their money. They hit you up. Send me their number. Like, <laughs> let me know who they are. I'm definitely not gonna be dead tomorrow.
2: <laughs> yeah, let me get their addresses and so that you know where to send the the invitations to the I'll homegoing I'm mail um, ceremony. Money. <laughs> <laughs> mail their money.
1: <laughs> if I'm not dead tomorrow, they all gonna get their money back. Don't worry about. How did about this a thing. alert
2: come out? Was it was it just like they did they just find the body? How did this happen?
1: So Gary or Jerry, excuse me, actually died on December eighth, twenty eighteen. But it took a month for his wife Jennifer Robinson to release a statement on Quadriga's Facebook about his death. She said they had been traveling in India on their honeymoon and were building an orphanage when he succumbed to complications from Crohn's disease. So hmm. Wifey, why these details are what makes me think this is a lie. Oh, we were in India on our honeymoon, but building, also an, orphanage. building an orphanage,
2: building an orphanage. What we were doing is we were out, we were doing God's work. Um, he died and tragically, after
1: we professed our love in God's name and signed a wedding contract.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: also we was like, let's build a home for the children without parents. And Wait,
2: do you think <laughs> children without parents? Just say orphanage, home for children without parents. That's <laughs> what you're talking about, like.
1: Lacey. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you adding all these sympathy layers in? Like, it was y'all's honeymoon. The, the children without lot. parents are about to get a roof. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all was going lot- to the roof and he up and died.
2: Do you think she's involved? Do you think she was part? Do you think she offed him? You can't- I think he's alive.
1: I think he's alive. You can't marry a scammer and not know that they do scams. You can't. Yeah.
2: and plus, You live with them. I don't want to judge people on her be- on their appearance. But her eyebrows, Um, she's got the eyebrows of a, a liar. Yeah. <laughs> <She's-> <laughs> she does have the eyebrows of a deceptive person. And I'm not one to make judgments.
1: (laughs) We'll post the photos on Instagram and y'all can decide if you agree with Vinny. Does his wife have the eyebrows of a liar? Oh my God, they are giving.
2: See, they're deceptive. They're thin and they're not, they're like carefully. I don't trust those uh,
1: eyebrows.
2: What it is, Lacey, is they're not arched even a little bit. At all. You know? And they long. She's trying to make them as neutral as possible, which I don't buy. And they're thin.
1: She has (laughs) the face of someone who should never go missing because if they put up the, have you seen her photos? She looks like every woman I've ever seen in my life.
2: Exactly, yes, she does. She looks like, you know that, there was a picture floating around where people were like, have you seen this man in your dreams? And it was like, just like a, kind of like a plain white guy's face. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, everyone was like, probably. yes, I've seen him. And I was like, yeah, probably everyone has. This This is her, you know? Um, she's got, a, if, if I were to describe her, I'd say, She's got a mouth, eyes, <laughs> teeth, and a chin.
1: I always joke if I went missing because I'm black. Don't tell people that I'm black. I want y'all to tell people I had a smile that could light up a room. <laughs> <laughs> I want y'all to tell people everyone wanted to be her friend.
2: Like, Lacey <laughs> doesn't want to be found. Go, <laughs> My friend is missing. Okay, what she look like? She has such a generous spirit. She and had
1: a way about her. She had she a had way about, about her. her. She has long, flowing, dark hair. Don't mind who bought it or or where it's from. (laughs) But yeah, she gives like... We would never find this woman if she went missing, ever. Because she would walk right past me and I wouldn't know a thing. I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this woman.
2: Sorry to this lady. I don't know who that is. And her husband too, honestly.
1: I feel like in the documentary too, they talk about her and they were like she was also bamboozled and led astray and she also <laughs> and the people think she's a part of it but she wasn't and I'm like don't talk try to jaw rule me don't <laughs> talk <laughs> sis knew what was going on. Sis was like how are we making money? I ain't never yeah. lived with somebody and not knew how they made money. And if, if I don't know how they make money I know they do crime. That's, and that's true. Cool.
2: <laughs> Cause I wouldn't just be how long oh did they just get married? Yeah, I'm
1: she said it was the honeymoon where they built uh-uh. in the houses for the kids without parents. Uh uh-uh.
2: uh. And it must be so easy to get lost. There's so many. India has such a big population density. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's an easy place to get lost in, you know?
1: It's also the perfect place to die because <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to find you. <laughs>
2: That's right. We're who's not, gonna find you? Who's gonna, no one's who's gonna, gonna
1: check find you, you boo. Uh-uh. No one's gonna find you. So during the time between Jerry's death and the statement released by his wife Jennifer, users were still trading on Quadriga, but could not withdraw any money. So they put the money in. How could you still
2: be trading there?
1: Because they didn't know that they couldn't get the oh, money out. No, uh. Uh-uh. That's like depositing to your bank, not knowing that when you put your yeah. check in, it's you can never get it back.
2: That's crazy.
1: It wasn't discovered until even later that Jerry was the only one who had access to Quadriga's wallets and information, and there was no backup. So he's dead, and all of the intel, everything, was his. So no one can access anything. No one has the passwords. Nobody knows his mother's middle name or his favorite car. No one knows his first pet. Oh, my God. No one can get in.
2: Wait. So it was just him running this site? He didn't have like a...
1: (gasps) And nobody knew that until he died.
2: Died. This is... I I keep a little booklet of my information and only my brother knows where it is. So if I die, then he'll be able to log into my stuff. You know what I mean? Yes. You should have a plan in place. And you I gotta don't even... have something. That's wild to own a company and not have people beneath you who are able to log in. Yeah, my it. mom
1: knows all my passcodes. Like, there's somebody in my life who knows, the, like, who can get into the things if the things need to be gotten into. This is crazy. But there, that didn't exist for him, which is obviously on purpose because he was stealing people's money and gambling with it and blowing it up, spending it. So, of course, no one else is logging in but him because he's like, I'm logging in for theft. I can't let the girls know I'm doing thieves. And
2: theories. what was he spending it on precisely, Lacey? Lacey?
1: I mean, we do not... So law enforcement was at a complete loss, and the court-appointed monitor, Ernest Young, inadvertently transferred $1 million to an account rendered inaccessible after Jerry's death. Note, Ernest Young is a Quadriga account only accessed by Jerry. So people had sent money to, like, a million dollars, this big-ass firm, Ernest & Young, who are... The, it's the, It's that CPA firm that does the Oscars. Yeah. They do the Oscars.
2: I can't believe this.
1: And they have also been duped and couldn't get their money back because Jerry conveniently died. (laughs) And it was convenient. Too convenient.
2: It is way too convenient. It's too neat. It's too tidy. I don't like it. I don't buy it. And also, what was he spending money on? This man did not spend money on anything.
1: So a community of scorn traders on Telegram started (laughs) investigating. Because they're mad now. They don't have their money. They're like, let's assemble. They put <laughs> yeah. on their Karen wigs. They flip that spiky bag to the side. And they said, we're writing a letter to the manager <laughs> together. We got a Reddit thread. We're angry. OK? It's very much giving that video that you did with the polos and the khakis. They were like, what are we going to wear <laughs> when we get this man?
2: Hell yeah. We're going to do something about this.
1: So they got together, right? And many started believing that Jerry faked his own death, which is what we believe, because it's just yeah. he died too conveniently. Everybody wanted money, and then he was like, oh, I'm dead. It's That's not...
0: Send
2: me this man's skull. <laughs> I will do a forensic reconstruction. And I'll figure it out.
1: It was extremely unusual that Jerry had made no contingency plan for the millions in Quadriga's wallets in the event of his incapacitation. So why is there no backup plan if he's gone or dead or in the hospital, kidnapping, anything? There's no backup plan. Jerry also updated his will nine days before his death. Mm. All his assets were left to his wife, hmm. mm. including twelve million Canadian dollars in real estate holdings and islands. That's what he's spending his money on islands.
2: islands okay,
1: multiple islands, because you know Why do you, you can't just have one. Fun. No, you gotta have multiple islands.
2: But what to migrate? Why yes. do you need two islands? <laughs>
1: I got one island for <laughs> this is where we turn up and this is where we turn down. Like, you have to have <laughs> multiple islands. Vehicles, 100000 in coins to take care of their chihuahuas, the custom yacht that he had just <laughs> bought, <laughs> and a plane that he couldn't fly. So that's what he spent his money on. He said, I want to buy a plane. I'm not a pilot, but I want to buy a plane and, and, and be on my PJs in the PJ. He bought yachts and <laughs> islands that's what he was doing with everybody's bitcoin and he money. Had,
2: he had a chihuahua account as well. Let's not forget <laughs> that. He had a very specific account set up for a chihuahua, which is crazy. <laughs> the
1: way you're saying chihuahuas. chihuahua. Chihuahua. <laughs> Killing <laughs> me. Cuz honestly, these chihuahuas aren't regular chihuahuas. These are $100,000 chihuahuas.
2: Like
1: <laughs> he had to have exactly. the money to keep up their lifestyle. <laughs> Most people also didn't even know he was married, much less knew his wife. And suddenly she was the executor of his million dollar estate. So they were also like, we do not know this woman. We've never seen her, even though we've seen her, her eyebrows are are giving falsehood and we could never make her out in the lineup. And they're like, where did she come from? And now she's the executor of all of this. Mm. When Quadriga filed for credit protection, Jennifer made a statement in the filings that she had no idea how the company operated, and Jerry was running it on his own by his lonesome. So she was like, "Hey y'all, Jerry did after the honeymoon and orphanage uh, <laughs> construction, and I don't know how his business works. He left everything to me—all the millions in the islands and the yachts and the plane that neither of us can fly. Um, can I don't we know just- what- I know what he's can, doing.
2: Can we observe for a second that it took her a month to tell anyone?
1: But I mean, then she could be like, I'm grieving. And it was private. You're grieving. He
2: runs a business, lady. What? Come on now. A big business. A big business. And it's not just like he sells you know, he—it's not like he sells fruit. He
1: don't you know? own an antique store. You don't got to be like, oh, the, the the slavery plates are on back order right now. Cause no, he that's dead. different.
2: Because if you own an antique store, no one would have known you were dead. You know, <laughs> they would have <found, laughs> they would have found you.
1: I just did a spit (laughs) take. I've never done a spit take in real life. Oh, my God. I just got my tea.
2: (laughs) Can I say that I felt it on me over here and we're not in the same room?
1: Oh, my God. I just did a (laughs) spit take. This has never happened. This is unprecedented. Oh, my God. My tea just flew out of my mouth. Wow. Okay. (laughs) We'll clean that up later. But, yeah. (laughs) So, Jennifer... Says she don't know how the company works. She don't know what's going on. Not, none of her business. Her name Bennett, she not in it. She's received all the pro- <laughs> proceeds and profits, but she don't know how their money gets made. So some Quadriga users had bank transfers come to them from a property management company run by Jennifer, directly mm. contradicting her statement. So she was like, I don't know. I don't know how their money gets made. I have never been involved. And they're like, this you? This you? <laughs> They instantly tweeted her and were like, This hashtag, this you?
2: This is you. This is your name on this receipt. I this literally receipt. saved the receipts.
1: Yeah, so we know. But then Michael Payton joined the Telegram chat, and a new light was shown on Jerry, a man who most thought was too goofy and lovable to be a <laughs> criminal mastermind. So, because he was trying to beat the Guinness World Record on an elliptical, they thought he, he's so cute. L- no,
2: I would have killed myself if someone said, he's too goofy to be a mastermind. <laughs> if someone looked at me and said, he can't do crime. Look at this goofy ass. Look at this stupid That's ass. That's
1: so disrespectful. <laughs> they were like, this bitch, this goofy ass bitch, he can't do crime. Are you kidding me? This Willy Wonka ass nigga, he didn't do crime. <laughs> No. What?
2: This this? How the hell are you, a Wowzers? <laughs> ass? <laughs> he, this he is just says
1: golly gee Willikers. <laughs> he, he can't do crime. He says malarkey often. It's in his lexicon. Too much. Oh, he can't Jesus. do crime.
2: <laughs> he can't do shit. <laughs>
1: Michael and Jerry's relationship started way before the formation of Quadriga X in 2003. Uh, they did something called Talk Gold. Jerry was only 15 years old and Michael was 21. Talkgold.com was a forum of investment scams full of people trying to run their own scams and dodge other people's scams. Essentially a web of Ponzi schemes. I know that's right. they like, let's make a <laughs> scam website. Let's have a Ponzi.com.
2: I love Love that. I love a Ponzi scheme within a Ponzi, like a a Russian nesting, like Ponzi scheme, one within another.
1: That's literally what it is, because what happened when the Bitcoin dropped in value in 2018 was obviously everyone's trying to sell their shares. They want to make a profit before the money goes down to what they before they, what they paid for it previously, right? Mm. So they want to make a profit. The thing is, is if you're stealing everybody's money, you need more people to invest so that you can pay people yeah. off with their money yep. and keep the lie going. So a Ponzi scheme, you need more people. So he was already good at running Ponzi schemes and nobody knew this. He had a Ponzi homie before he even made quadrica like he was he was ready
2: the ponzi community (laughs) grows deeper than you think
1: (laughs) jerry and michael were both regulars on the site under the names skeptor and patron and they became friends by trying to scam and counter scam each other not y'all trying to rob each other and then doing the spider-man meme like this year. oh let's be friends
2: not skeptor bitch are you an egyptian demigod like what
1: (laughs) they love a the crypto community loves a, a cryptic name (laughs) A referential moment. When Michael took the forums to defend Jerry's integrity, so Michael got on the forums and was like, Jerry is my friend, and I stand beside him. Even after users discovered a particularly bad pyramid scheme that Jerry was behind, angry Talk gold users discovered that Michael was actually Omar Danani, a man arrested by the U.S. Secret Service for his role in the global sting operation and money laundering. So he... So this man is his friend, right? Michael. And everybody mm-hmm. thinks his name is Michael. They met and he was his partner on Quadrica. Mm-hmm. The silent partner. Yes. They have met each other doing crime. Mm. When the crime is being found out, and the Karen's are upset because they've been robbed, they get on this forum, and I'm I gotta, this is how I gotta break it down for y'all too, because I'm also confusion. <laughs> they get on this forum called Talk Go. And and, and and Michael pops up after Jerry died after his beautiful wedding and building the houses for the kids <laughs> with no parents and he was like my friend is a good person he was building the houses for the kids uh-uh. who don't got the parents to make the houses for them and then people were like wait a minute who are you? and they figured <laughs> out that he had changed his name and they found two mugshots. and so they compared the mugshot to a photo of him. and why did these Twitter investigators, better than the F be in the eye, realize that there was a pockmark on the top of his head from chicken pox. So there was the same pockmark in Michael's wow. photo that was also in Omar's photo. and they're like, this is the same man!" So this man had been arrested by the Secret Service. Wow. Do you know how much crime you have to be doing for the Secret Service to arrest you? I thought they just guarded the president.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know why the Secret Service... That, I mean, that's nuts. And to be recognized by a pockmark is embarrassing, too.
1: <laughs> also, though, what a source of pride. If I'm going to get arrested, I don't want to get arrested by the police. I want to yeah. get arrested by the Secret Service, the FBI. I want to be a world criminal.
2: I do like that he changed his name from Michael to Omar. I do think that's a better name. That that I appreciate. He that went I
1: from Omar to Michael.
2: Shut up. He changed it from Omar to Michael? Yes,
1: Omar is who you're looking at in this mugshot.
2: Oh, fuck that. <laughs>
1: He went into Michael when he started doing white-collar crime again. No,
2: that's why he got caught. Yeah, you should have stayed Omar.
1: After his release from federal prison, he changed his name from Omar to Michael, right? He continued to open a series of online money laundering businesses. One of these was Midas Gold, which in its uh, registration documents listed its contact as Cotton at gmail.com. So, <laughs> Omar made a money laundering website, and then... it. If y'all want to email us at Gmail, send it to Jerry for your money laundering needs. (laughs) I love this because I always think of money laundering literally like laundromats. Yeah. Businesses that don't get no... There's a of business that is a definitely a drug front that my friends and comedy friends, we'd always throw parties at. I'm not gonna say the name because I'm not trying to get a hit put out on me. But we would throw parties there because they would let us rent it out for nothing. They never cared about money. They never had any customers if we weren't there, but they were always open. And we were like, this is a drug front.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Because we've never seen people not care so much about their business and their
2: business is still open. Mm-hmm. And they got guards and shit. Yeah. and it's and it's a laundromat like what what is going on
1: it was giving mob like have you ever walked in a building or a room and been like yeah the mob is here like this is oh yeah
2: yeah yeah it was... olive garden every time i go
1: <laughs> when you're here your family we are here your family your
2: family your
1: family <laughs> it's like that family was a little aggressive yeah we are here your family oh my
2: god is one of these breadsticks an arm <laughs> is one
1: of these breadsticks a gun <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to still dip it, though.
2: Yo, know, I'm going to eat it for you know?
1: sure. City girls, okay. <laughs> uh, if they don't got girls with the food, I don't want to come. Like, a r- real hood rat shit. Ew. So, Michael was the macho, mysterious criminal, while Jerry was the goofy geek. So, nobody knew about Michael or Jerry's wife, for real, Neither for Neither of these men just... was
2: macho, before we continue.
1: <laughs> no, no, not at all. But they only knew about Jerry. He was the, you know, Mark Zuckerbergen of the group. And then mm-hmm. everybody else was the shadow people of crime, <laughs> basically. In October 2013, Skeptor, which remember, these are their fake names on that website posted an online forum on on Black Hat World. So many online oh, forums. God, y'all are really please. in the dark web. I'm getting confused. Y'all just this have a mean. goddamn
2: conversation. Meet Why up with each text? other. I text. just Jesus. feel like y'all to
1: text at this point. Why are y'all God. all these? I'm exhausted. So he posted on the online forum Black Hat World looking for a programmer who, in quotes, who is familiar with Bitcoin to help develop an exchange website. And Black Hat World is a forum for Black Hat bad hackers. So these mm-hmm. are hackers who are like, we do crime, we hack for the bad, um, and now we have A website where we all can share tips on. Can I just say
2: that magic does exist in in the sense that there are like there are, (laughs) you know, when they say sometimes technology progresses to a point that it becomes indistinguishable from magic. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we're in a situation where we have like good hackers and black hackers, like hackers who practice like dark hacking, dark magic. Dark
1: hacking. I'm into the dark tech.
2: (laughs) It's wild. It's magic. Mag- magic is real. It's just lame. And it's like, it's dorky.
1: I mean it's it's definitely giving lame. The only cool magic thing I've ever seen was uh practical magic. Love that movie with Sandy Bullock. <laughs> Hell yeah. Love that movie. And it, it may it may be in a witch look very cute. And, like, something that I wanted to do. And I was always upset that they were mean to the witches. And I also didn't understand it. Because if you a witch, I'm going to be your best friend. Like, I don't want to get voodooed on or whatever you can yeah, do. Yeah,
2: exactly. I'm
1: going to be next to you. Like, <laughs> give me the wine, sis. Let's go. I want to be a part of
2: it.
1: <laughs> so, Less than three months later, Quadrica CX went live. But the question remains, was it ever a legitimate business or was it always a scheme from the beginning? So, these two homies met. Then they was on the Dark Arts Uh, hacking website and Mm -hmm. he was like hey uh, job posting on the dark arts somebody who can do crime with Bitcoin and then they linked up and so everyone's like was this platform intended to be legitimate for exchange or was it always a con and I'm gonna go with it was always a con because these two people did crime together and then got back together to do more crime Yeah, I don't think they were intending on it being legit
2: oh it was always a con there's no way it had to have been
1: It had to have been. An investigation looked deeper in trying to find out how access to Quadruga funds were disappearing, they were only able to find forty six million in identifiable assets. Two hundred and fifteen million was owed to users. Two hundred and fifteen million dollars is poof poof gone and owed <laughs> to users, leaving a shortfall of 169 million, because they did find forty six million of it. Which I don't understand how you allocate that. Like if people are like, I want my money back and they're like, Well we only found 46 million and you're not on the list. Um so you're
2: not Oh no 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 no. I like I don't who's a priority in that situation? Right? The the women and the children? Like, <laughs> I, how does that work?
1: Are we boarding like the Titanic? When, <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: W- who's getting their money back first and foremost? So it didn't make sense, obviously, following the massive boom from 2017 on the market that should have brought an influx of cash and users. One independent crypto investigator learned that the offline vaults called cold wallets should have had at least 200 million in them. And they were empty because he was emptying them out.
2: Of course he was.
1: Of course they were empty investigators looked deeper couldn't find the coins right one independent crypto investigator learned all the shit was stolen furthermore they found a series of fake accounts jerry created shortly after quadriga and bitcoin experienced a boom and the company went public so then he started making fake accounts at avatars one of these fake accounts was called scepter jerry which that's very obvious if you know but It was used to steal a lot of money from people using fake crypto. He started trading against unsuspecting users who would buy crypto from him not knowing that it didn't actually exist. So a lot of people were sending their coins to the website, to Quadrica, and Quadrica was like, you actually didn't buy anything. I just took your money. (laughs) Ah, No! I'm not- this is one of the few places you can actually get away with that because if you go to a store and you buy a shoe, you leave with the shoe, right? But if you're yeah. buying crypto, you're not leaving with anything. It's an investment. So how would you know if you really didn't get it?
2: It's just crazy. It's crazy when if to me, box tops felt more dependable <laughs> than than this. you know? Yes. I, I had more faith in box tops, which was wild. I-
1: I did too. I would pop them off for my school. Hell yeah! I was getting my school cash back rewards. i get which, a little
2: pencil or something, you know, <laughs> at the end of the year. <laughs>
1: Not a little pencil at the end of the year. Pencil. Man, they used to trick kids so bad. <laughs> I remember school... Why the kids got to work when they got school with the fundraisers?
2: Do you, and, oh, yes. We had... What What did y'all have? Because us, it was I think it was always ooh, chocolate.
1: I sold chocolate.
2: Yeah. I sold... Um, the coupon books. We had the coupon yeah, books, too. I
1: had the book with all the different accoutrements. So they would do like a Valentine's Day one where yeah. we have like... Like roses and candles and shit, and you would walk yeah. around with your magazine full of cheap shit, trying to sell it as a kid. Why? It's Why? Just
2: fund the schools. This is so <laughs> unbelievable. They had us selling I hate chocolate door no. door.
1: They were like, we need all this money for war, so we're going to need the kids to go out and slang some shit. I lived in a good area in high taxes, high property taxes. Like, our schools were funded, and they were still, like, tail them to take their little black asses out here and slang on the block for the FDISD.
2: For the, the audacity school. of the rhetoric. Like, do this for your school. And we were all, we were all team players. Like, I'm going to win that shitty little boombox right. or whatever. <laughs>
1: oh, my God cheap-ass radio. Or if you really, if you made a million dollars, you could get a scooter.
2: <laughs> a scooter. Maybe, maybe if you're lucky, you could break your ankles on this. Maybe. But
1: that was for the real salesman. You had no... No one ever no got the scooter. No one ever, got, no that one ever got the scooter.
2: You kidding me? They didn't even have no scooters. That's a Bitcoin scam.
1: Yo, if you got the scooter, reach out to us, because... <laughs> I don't think anybody ever got the scooter. I don't think Uh -uh. anybody ever sold to the scooter. but So, hundreds of thousands of those transactions that were under these fake names were fake and sold a lot of money. Jerry lost all of it, plus the legally obtained funds... Not because he cut and ran, but because he was a horrifically bad gambler. So remember, he's out here running it up, having a good time, playing with people's money. He transferred crypto owned by other users and traded it in foreign crypto exchanges using Quadrica like a piggy bank. So whenever he wanted more coins, he went back to his website that he established and he stole from more people under fake names and etc. cetera. But even though the crypto market was exploding, Jerry was still losing money, approximately $150 by gambling alone. When Bitcoin finally crashed in 2018, people started leaving Quadrica, which created that problem where they were like, where are the coins? Because we're leaving. Goodbye. Can I have my things? And he was like, I don't got those things. I don't know what things you're talking about. He'd send cash wrapped in paper bags or shoved into shoeboxes to nondescript locations such as coffee spots and pool halls. What? (laughs) That's how he would pay some people back.
2: No. It seems uh, like Go to Starbucks
1: you and look under the fourth chair. It's a sh- it's a shoebox, and your money's no. in there.
2: Lazy. If if you're if you're doing that well and you have that much money, why would you start playing with it? Why
1: It makes no it, sense. But that's a about a disease. That's scamming. A lot of shit that scammers do doesn't make sense because they get high on the scam and they won't quit when they should. So he's over here dropping off shit like he's dropping off crack payments to people that he did pay back and he did not pay everybody back. It was not long after the complaints got bigger and louder that Jerry got married, wrote a will, flew to India for their honeymoon to build an orphanage for children without houses and then died of a non-fatal chronic illness at 30 because he essentially said he died of the like i'm not i don't want to minimize crohn's disease because it is like i have family members who have crohn's disease it's like a it's one of those things that like it flares up and it gets bad and you can manage it and there's drugs and things but i've never heard of anyone dying of crohn's disease
2: look and i'm not no sure it happened. you know what i mean I'm, uh, yeah. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it happens to this man. <laughs> I don't think so.
1: To this man, um, so conveniently after everyone wanted their money back, when Crohn's disease has a mortality rate of three percent.
2: Right after he goes to a different country, like right. <laughs> right after he goes to a different country. Nine days after he fixes his will up. Nine days after he adjusts his will. Come nine on, days now. After it's he It's too much.
1: His will, and he went to the perfect country to fake your death. Truly, it's so many people in India. We never gonna find you. Like we're we, how? It's just it's oh, all. Wait, a little... wait.
2: That's what's weird to me, cause his wife reported his death, right?
1: Yeah, a it, month after he died.
2: It, so there was a body, or has no one seen it? She just reported it.
1: That's a part of the documentary. Uh, what's crazy is, is like. You see all these people who were victimized by this man in this documentary being very morose and sad because they, like, some people took out loans, you know, for $85,000 and up, like, trying to get in on this wave, trying to cash in, trying to get, you know, greedy. And there's a moment where one of the people's like, you know, I was greedy. That's how I got into this. I put so much money up and put myself in this position. Like, they're sad. And a lot of them were like, where is the body? Like, in the documentary, they were like, can we dig him up because we don't believe he's dead?
2: Yeah. Because where is it? Like, I don't even—she—his she, wife, again, deceitful eyebrows, reported him dead a month later. So did she show—or she just told the public he was dead a month later? Maybe yeah. she reported it to the authorities. But that could have been but the then—
1: the thing is, he's in a different country. They're from Canada. He's in India.
2: Exactly. And let me tell you, it could have been any dead white person in that building. It could have been any dead Caucasian cadaver that she showed to the authorities. Right,
1: and they would have been like, yeah, that's it, him. Looks like looks." That's like your him.
2: husband. Right on. Why
1: you know? would they question it? I don't think he's dead. Despite all the speculation, it's still mm-hmm. assumed that Jerry Cotton is dead today. In October 2019, Jennifer signed a settlement in the Quadruga bankruptcy case, agreeing to forfeit approximately $12 million canadian dollars and assets to the creditor class today she is working as a part-time waitress and studying to become an elementary school teacher she has since written a book about her marriage some users got money back but the full missing funds were never recovered and it was like millions hundreds of millions of funds that were not recovered and now she about to go teach the school children how to scam and
2: she's about to be an l- elementary school teacher huh
1: now why she at- doing a part-time waitress waitressing job trying to act like she don't got no money
2: I don't know. It's a good cover, though, isn't it? It is. I think it's beautiful.
1: I think it's amazing. Jennifer, I hope you and your fraudulent-ass eyebrows are out here living your best life. (laughs) Love that for you. Guys, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with the saddest part of the show, the end, where I have to let Vinny go. Robbery! Robbery! Run! And, guys, we're back, and it's time for Scammer of the Week. This is where we highlight an honorary charlatan who's worthy of our praise or maybe not. The crypto people, I, I hope y'all could keep up because, wow, it's always going to be confusing to me. <laughs> so, we're talking about scammers who are now using deep fake technology to impersonate people for their scams. So, keeping in the dark arts of the tech world, staying on the theme. Deepfake is a very sophisticated AI used to replace people's faces and voices and make it seem like they're saying things that they didn't say. Uh, and then we have a video of a deepfake of President Obama made by Jordan Peele. So we'll see that right now. And we'll post this so you guys can see how easy it is to make some fake shit online. And also, like, the far right loves to say that everything's deepfake. So I'm, yeah. I always felt triggered by that phrase. It really is
2: one of my biggest fears. Like, for the coming society, I think deepfakes are gonna... They could topple governments, I swear to God. They're going to be such a huge deal.
1: Right, they could. Why are we boosting it? We're like, y'all, get into deepfakes. <laughs> Play this real quick. Let's see a little bit of this deep fake, And we'll post this on the Instagram.
0: We're entering an era in which our enemies can make it look like anyone is saying anything at any point in time. Even if they would never say those things. They could have me
2: say things like, Killmonger was right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, we can stop there. I can tell this is fake, but...
2: Look, if you don't the listen, untrained like, eye. yeah, I think part of it is you can hear Jordan Peele's, you can, yes, yeah, you, you can, can hear his
1: impression.
2: I, I, you can recognize no matter what impression, if he's doing uh, the Obama uh, injection. Obama? Yeah.
1: We can all do the Obama because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like everything ends in a question mark. Everything uh, goes you know, uh, up it's at end. Kind of a
2: thing, you know? And uh, that, uh,
1: there's always a pause and, uh.
2: <laughs> but like, just imagine if someone did that. Um in like another country where maybe technology isn't as accessible and the knowledge of deep fakes isn't as well known. If it already can have a big impact here, like what if they mm-hmm. did it somewhere they, you could literally change anything. Nothing is real. The the value of truth is completely corroded. Deep fakes mm-hmm. are so crazy and so potentially dangerous. And there's no checks and balances on them. Anywhere, At
1: all. At all. Like how period. can you? That's the thing about the internet is like it's the wild, wild west. Like, you can just do whatever wild shit you want on the internet. Yeah. An e-commerce worker going by Miranda was the victim of this scam when scammers made a deep fake video of this 34-year-old woman promoting crypto scams and published it on the Melbourne Women's Instagram account on February 13th. Now, people have been getting hacked and a lot of uh, people that I know work in Bitcoin, they're shadow banned on Instagram because Instagram just automatically, like, kind of looks at people using the hashtag Bitcoin or whatever as a scam because so many crypto people have stolen people's Instagrams and then started promoting crypto and being like, I just got a new car from investing in this. (laughs) Click on the link. And it's not these people. Their Instagram accounts have been stolen. So, they deep faked Miranda. In the video, Miranda says, Hi, guys! I just invested $1,000 and got $10,000 back into my bank account straight away. And then asked her followers to follow a suspicious account. Miranda only has 470 followers, because they're doing this to small accounts, too. That's why you gotta watch out. If your account is just your family, and you post pictures of your dog, and your boo, mm. it, it can still happen to you. Like, yeah. you gotta watch out. It's believed that the imposters were able to get data of her face by gaining access to her Microsoft Teams meeting. Damn, not the Microsoft Teams!
2: Oh, no. No. When
1: Miranda saw the video for the first time, it was so uncanny that she thought someone had been in her house filming her. She was like, wait, when did I say this? Miranda was like, did I take that Roseanne uh, sleeping pill? (laughs) And I started doing scams, and I didn't know. Oh, my God.
2: Could you imagine?
1: The incident was reported to the police and the Australian Cybersecurity Center, but little legal action can be taken. Again, because it's online, how do you find these people?
2: If I would have assumed... If I would have seen that, I would have assumed it was just someone who looked like me at first, you know? And I would have been like, no big deal. Maybe it's in my head. That's crazy.
1: It's crazy. Guys, if you get a DM, even if it's from your friend, or an email from somebody that you know, and there's a link in it, do not click do the not link. Do not click
2: the link. And furthermore, if you see those little barcode, QR code things all over the place, like uh, they're plastered everywhere in public, don't just scan those. You do not need to scan every random little QR code that pops up. It's dangerous. Don't do that.
1: Yeah. Maybe if you're at a restaurant because they refuse to give us menus back. Yes, They're so happy they don't have to wipe menus anymore. And I get it because I used to work (laughs) in restaurants. But I'm like, can I please have a menu back? They're like, no, 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 COVID, girl. We actually Uh -uh. are done with menus forever.
2: Chili's is living (laughs) in the future now, you see.
1: (laughs) You coming to Applebee's, you eating good in the technology neighborhood now, okay? (laughs) So, guys, that brings us to the end of another long episode. And I'm really excited for this. Vinny, you're amazing. We always ask on this podcast, where do you want to be found? Where would you like people to find you and see the things that you do?
2: That's beautiful. Thank you. You guys can find me just on social media. Uh, I'll, I'll post about any shows or anything. There uh, and on Facebook, not Facebook. Could you Drop imagine? The
1: handle right. Oh my God, on Facebook. <laughs> on
2: Instagram, Twitter. Facebook it's is just, for uh, family. No,
1: That's, no, no, not Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg got a hold on the community because the <laughs> only reason that I won't give up Facebook is because my aunties be on there and I gotta keep up with my aunties. That's where
2: they keep their photos. A- anyway, my, my username is V-I-N-N underscore A Y Y.
1: Yes. And as always, guys, email the podcast scam at gmail.com. Snitch on your friends and family. Just make sure the scam is retired so we don't, yes, fuck up your bag. If you want to find me and all my shenanigans, divalacid on all platforms. If you want to watch me and my mess, iCarly is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Get into it. We having a good time. Congregation, stay scheming. it This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming!
2: This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf.